Hello and welcome to Mates of Origin, the Edge of the Crowds Rugby League podcast. I'm Jess, I'm joined by Elliot, and this time we have our special episode. It is our season preview for the 2022 NRL Premiership. Welcome, Elliot. How are you? Good, thanks. Can't wait for footy to be back on Thursday night. It's going to be great. Absolutely. So shall we just start with that and go from there? Sure, let's go. So our first team that we'll be discussing is the reigning premiers, the Penrith Panthers. Their team list for game one against Manly is Dylan Edwards, Charlie Staines, Isaac Cago, Stephen Crichton, Brian Toho, Jerome Luai, Sean O'Sullivan, Moses Laoto, Apisai Corusau, James Fisher-Harris, Billy Kikau, Liam Martin, Isaac Yeo, and on the bench we have Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorrenton, Spencer Lenu, and Matt Eisenhower. So what do you think about that? Look, for me, this year, again, if we talk about premiership windows, the premiership window is open for the Penrith Panthers. Again, they did win last year. Very obvious to say that, but they have retained most of their talent, if not pretty much all of their talent, and they've brought in new talent. Um, yes, the big omission this week um, within round one is they're missing Cleary at halfback. And people would say that, you know, well, without Cleary, they still have an excellent lineup. What I would say to those people is I would challenge that with last year without Cleary, when Cleary didn't play, they had Matt Burton to fill that role, who is an excellent superstar, next generation of talent coming through. And they did not win all that much. They didn't even do that well. I mean, I remember them losing to the Tigers. They did not do that well without, yes, they were missing Blue Eye in that game. But this year, they're coming out with pretty much the same team without Cleary. And they're putting in Sean O'Sullivan, who is yet to be proven in the NRL. So for my liking, it's 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 really a tough one with Penrith. I think that these three weeks are more important for the club than any because they have to prove that they are genuine contenders without Cleary. And yeah, absolutely that's think, a be all and end all for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think any losing any key player is a bad thing, but especially losing someone who I would say was probably the second best player in the NRL last year. Definitely. I think with the, with Penrith, one of the things that kind of gets them going is, yes, we've spoken about it all of last year. They're like the boys. They don't care what the outside noise is. They like being loud. They like having fun on and off the field. They're exciting. They're good. I think they've really added to their team with Isaac Tago. I, I've heard great things about him. I think he's going to be great. I think Brian Toto's in for a great year again. I think that Jerome Luai is in for a great year. And looking at their forward pack, I mean, it's star-studded. It, it, it absolutely is. Again, my concern is they lose Cleary three to four rounds. Then technically they're going to lose him again another three to four rounds come origin time. And then on top of that, not only are they going to lose Cleary, they're going to lose Luai. They're going to lose Toto. They're going to lose, you know, all their big guns, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, they're going to be missing a lot of their team. So it's not as easy as it may seem for Penrith this year. Yeah, and I think coming against a team from the top four last year in Manly is an excellent opportunity to show that they can win with that theory and that they can beat 
good things about clearance? Yeah, look, I've, I, I've spoken personally extensively about this. And if Manly get the win, no one will be surprised. They'll all just put it down to missing Clary. But if Penrith get the win, it solidifies for me that Penrith are the real deal. Penrith are the real deal. They had a little bit of ups and downs without Cleary last year, but over the last six months, they've had the offseason. They've realised Nathan is human, can get injured, will get selected for his state. We can just plug in whoever we need to fill those holes and we can still win and execute a game plan even without Cleary. Absolutely. I've said it on a previous episode with the NRL women, but you're only as good as your bench and as good as your reserve side. You need to be able to plug in those players when you don't have your staff. So they will be coming up against the Manly Seagulls, who are coming off a top four appearance last year and a preliminary final appearance. And so their side will be Tom Trevojevic, Jason Saab, Brad Parker, Morgan Harper, Ruben Garrick, Kieran Foran, Daly Cherry Evans, Toafala Sipley, Lachlan Croker, Martin Taupau, Hamoli Olakowatu, Ethan Bullimore, Jake Trevojevic, Tawatu Kola, Carl Lawton, Sean Kepi, and Tila Paseka on the bench. What are your thoughts on Manly, Elliot? For me, Manly are, the, uh, are really the team to watch this season. I think last season, yes, they started poorly, lost all four games. Yes, it was without Tom. And again, they're, they're a bit of a Penrith team to me in that, in that sense that many people say that they are defined by one single player. But again, last season, Manly proved that they were more than just one player in that if you look at this lineup now, you think, wow, it is absolutely star-studded and it's got great youngsters. They've got a good pack. They got good back. But two, three years ago, you'd look at this lineup and you'd say, who the hell are any of these guys? Who's Jason Saab? Who's Brad Parker? Who's Morgan Harper? Who's Garrick? Who's Ola Kawatu? You don't know any of them. So Manly's development of these players has been, I mean, unbelievable to watch. I did make the point with Penrith about a a premiership window opening. For Manly, for me, yes, it it is open, but they're going to have to use it this year. Otherwise, it's really tough for me because their halves are Kieran Foran and Cherry Evans, who are, you know, on the other half of 30, and look, it, it's rough if they don't, if, if they can't win one. I'm, I'm really surprised that Olakowatu has been named from all reports coming out of Manly. He was to miss a week or two weeks, that elbow injury. I don't know if they're rushing him back. Maybe he is good. We don't really know. That team looks to me really great. And to think that, you know, they're still missing Josh Schuster in that side as well, who will walk into a starting lineup any day and you know we we saw in the offseason we saw in the preseason trials they've probably got the two quickest guys in league Jason Sahab is you know quick quick Saab has really come out of nowhere to become one of the best wingers in the comp hasn't he I mean to think that, that a few years ago he was being let go from clubs and they he didn't really have a place to go and now he is one of the premier wingers in, in the comp. Is quite amazing. <laughs> I think that it's actually very scary when you put him with their with a new guy, Tolatau Kula, who's apparently just as fast, if even not faster, which is unbelievable to think that 
you know, if madly get a bit of space. Yes, they have aging uh, halves in Kieran Foran and Terry Evans, but all Kieran Foran and Cherry Evans really have to do is break the line and give it to literally anybody in their back line can finish it. Garrick's not slow. Harper's not slow. Parker's not slow. But then, you know, you've got Jason Saab, Kula, and you've got Tom Trevojevic all there. Exactly. And Tom Trevojevic is both an exceptional scorer, plus he also is just really good at setting his teammates up for those huge runs as well. Yeah, for me, this year is going to be a great year. For Manly, I know you're a Manly fan, so it's all good signs. It, it really is. And I don't want to touch on Tom Travojevic too much because I could talk about him all day and I'll just let his work do the talking. But if he puts up even half the stats he did last year, it'll still be a great year. Absolutely. I think my main concerns for them is, one, they showed a bit of inconsistency in the trials. They need to show that they were that team that can be an exceptional scoring and not that team that was making messy tackles, giving away cheap penalties, stuff like that. Definitely. And I think the other thing that has dominated the headlines for Man in the past few years have been injuries and they really need to get some better luck there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's every team in the NRL, but hopefully Manly look like a team with a good depth, so they will be able to cover that and we'll see what happens around the origin period. But again, good signs for Manly. Yeah, plus also I think this is a great opportunity in that first round because the one thing that they struggled with last year is they never really had any success against the top teams. They proved that they're a top four team, but never really challenged for one, two or three. Yeah. I think coming out, getting a win against the reigning premiers, albeit without Cleary, would be a good way to start by saying we are here, we are contenders, especially if they can back it up against the Roosters next week. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And so with that, who are you tipping in our first game of the season? I'm going to go with Manly. I really, I hope Penrith can can win without Cleary, but I just looking at that Manly lineup, it's really hard to go past them. And I, do, I think Manly going to get it done. And I mean, I'm going to go with my team. I'm not a, going to be a crazy, always pick my team, but in a case where I think they have a genuine shot to win, why not? Definitely. So our first match of the Friday night matchups is the Canberra Raiders versus the Sharks. So who is lining up for the Raiders, Harriet? Um, so it starts with Chance Nicolak start at the back, Nick Cotridge, James Schiller, Matthew Timoko, Semi Valame, Jack Whiten, Brad Schneider, Josh Papali, Josh Hodson, Joseph Tarpany, Hudson Young, Corey Haruvaranara, Elliot Whitehead, and on the bench, Tom Starling, Emery Gula, Adam Elliott, and Corey Horsburgh. So, yeah, the the Raiders were really a team last year that was in and around the eight but never really challenged for it. So what do you think will come of them this year? The the, the Raiders club for the last year or so has been in a bit of turmoil, to say the least. They've had players in and out. They've had uh, a real tough time off the field, players going back to England, COVID, everything like that. But looking at their squad, look, if you just take a look at the players they have, you'd think this is a decent side. This is not a, a bottom eight side. This could be a top eight side. Do I think they're going to make it? I, I really don't know. Well, I mean, it, it is really hard when all off season you've been training with this new kind of halfback in Jamal Fogarty. And then you just one week out kind of lose him and you have to chuck in this kid, Brad Schneider, who I hear is 
very, very good anyway, but it's tough. It, 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 it's going to be really tough for, for Canberra to get it done this year. I don't know what your thoughts are, but for me, it's a rough one. Yeah, I think they're going to be helped a bit by playing at home to start it, but they have a tough season ahead of them. This is a long way away from those teams, those greatest teams a few years ago that were in and around the grand final. But I think, do they have the quality to make the eight? Yes. Will they? I'm really not sure and need convincing of that. Yeah, for me as well, we'll touch on Matt Timoko, who's... A really, really good player, talented player. I, I think it's very weird that Jared Croker was left out the squad. I think that he's a team leader. He's been there for many, many years. And I think that it's tough with Croker because I know that Croker's actually got, I think it's two more years plus a player option in his contract. And they're already not naming him in the squad. So I think contract talks around there are going to be heating up this year. I don't know really what's going to happen, but it's going to be interesting. I also think that, you know, this offseason we have spoken extensively about, you know, this young, really fast back, Xavier Savage. He's definitely the next breakout star in the NRL. Wouldn't surprise me next year if, you know, he's one of the fullbacks, you know, one of the best fullbacks going around. But I think that the Raiders have done the right thing with putting Charles Nickel Klopstad at the back there. He's played there many a time. He's gone to a grand final with them. I still think he's a great fullback and just give Xavier Savage a bit of time to develop his game. It'll be good for him. And I, I think those are all positive signs for the Raiders. So who's lining up for the shot? Uh, Will Kennedy, Sione Katoa, Jesse Ramian, Ronaldo Molotalo, Matt Ikevalu, Matt Moylan, Nico Hines, Toby Rudolph, Blake Braley, Braden Hamunueli, Britton Nakora, Teg Wilton, Dale Finucan. Um, and on the bench, they've got Aiden Tolman, Sisofia Talakai, Royce Hunt, and Andrew Fafita. So, yeah, that's a different side. I think they've had a number of new players. So, what are your thoughts about them? Uh, I really think that Sharks could be an eight team this year. I think that they've been in and around ninth, eighth for the last few years. And yes, it's been a little bit disappointing. But I think that Nico Hines was an absolute star recruitment from them. I think that they've got an absolute star coach in Craig Fitzgibbon, coach of the future. I think Will Kennedy was great last season. I think Molotalo was great. I mean, he was an origin player. Their forwards look good. Dale Finucane looks great going into the season. For me, Sharks can do well this season. My only, only caveat to that is if their halves can combine. Matt Moylan brings, yes, experience. When he busted onto the scene, we thought, wow, this kid is amazing. Unfortunately, he is super, super injury prone. And if he is able to keep himself injury free and combined with Nico Hines, I think Sharks are a dangerous team each and every week. Yeah, they certainly have some things that could be really good weapons for them. It's just a question of can they string them together and can they play top eight footy? Yeah, definitely under a new coach. It's always difficult, but I don't know. I, if I was a Sharks fan, I'd be cautiously optimistic about this year. And so and so, who do you think is going to take this game out? For me, it's the Sharks. I think that, you know, if you look on any, any site, everybody has them kind of very level. It's almost a completely level game here but 
I think the Sharks are going to do it. I know that normally people would say, well, if it's even, usually go with the team that's playing at home. For me, I just, I, I see the Sharks getting it done. I really do. I'm going to join the crowd of people saying if it's even, take the team going home. I'm going Canberra. And so the second game that night, uh, two teams that had very different fates last year, it's the Broncos and the Rabbits. So who's playing for the Broncos? Broncos starting with uh, Jermaine Osaka, Corey Oates, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnsworth, Selwyn Cobwell, Billy Walters, Albert Kelly, Keenan Palisar, Jake Turpin, Payne Haas, Kurt Capewell, Jordan Rickey, Patrick Carrigan, and on the bench, Ryan James, Reese Kennedy, T.Y. Rabati, and Tyrone Roberts. Yeah, there's certainly been quite a bit of turnover in that team this offseason, hasn't there? It's been it's been huge for the Broncos. I think they've definitely you know improved. I think that I thought that Cabo was going to get the job at fullback. Not surprised that much that he didn't, but I thought he would have been a good fit there. The halves combination for me, obviously, this week is really tough to see is Billy Walters and Albert Kelly. That's just, you know, what happens when Adam, Adam Reynolds goes down with COVID. There's nothing much you can do. And from all reports, Adam Reynolds is not only... Uh, suffering with COVID, but he's also suffering with a bit of a hamstring injury there. So if I'm the Broncos, I kind of say give him even an extra week to get back because without him this season, it, it's going to be another tough year for the Broncos. I just, I, I don't know. I just can't see them, can't see them cracking there this year. But yeah, it, it's a tough one. And yeah, I think any side that's had as much failure as the Broncos have in the past couple of years, it takes time to rebuild that talent. So I think for the yeah. Broncos, it's starting to become a bit of a waiting game of trying to find their new new young players. Yeah, I'd definitely say that. I mean, the young players they have, you know, Stag, Cobo, Jake Turpin, Haas, Carrigan, they're good players. And I, I think they're all right. But for me, they're really a middle button bottom eight team yeah i can't i don't think they're going to be as bad as they had the last couple of years but i don't think they'll be seeing them in the finals and so they'll be playing at home at the moment which is going to be interesting considering that at least when we're recording suncorp does look pretty muddy yeah i mean we'll see how the match officials deal with it we'll see how the league deals with it we'll see how everything goes look i wouldn't be all that surprised if this game does change location so have to keep your eye out for that. Yeah, I think the weather forecast, at least in Sydney, is looking surprisingly good this weekend, but I think we will still be seeing a bit of wet weather footy. Uh, yeah, 100%. And so they'll be matching up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who will be trying to recover from a grand final loss last year. Who's lining up for them? So it's Blake Taff, Alex Johnston, Jackson Paulo, Campbell Graham, Tane Milne, Cody Walker, Lachlan Ilias, Tavita Totola, Damian Cook, Mark Nichols, Keon Kolomatangi, uh, Jaya Arrow, Cameron Murray, Jacob Host, Silva Havili, uh, Thomas Burgess, and Michael Chikan. Yeah, they've lost a few players, but haven't brought in too many, choosing instead to work with the guys already in their squad. What do you think of them? Yeah, well, this is another team with the new coach. Uh, yes, he's not new to the... Rabbitohs, as in he's been assistant coach, but he is new to the head coaching gig. I think it's going to be interesting. Obviously, any club that's 
lost Wayne Bennett is missing a huge, huge hole. And they've also not on uh, not only lost a superstar coach, but they've lost a superstar seven in Adam Reynolds. So it's always hard the year after a grand final, but I still still think that with all that said, they have an absolute a pile of talent. Absolutely, Cody Walker is impressive. Damian Cook is amazing. Jai Arrow, Cameron Murray, and they still have Latrell. So even though he's out for a little bit, when he comes back, this will still be, for me, a team that will finish around the sixth spot. Yeah, I also think that the sad thing about Reynolds getting COVID, in addition to us not seeing him for the first week, is that we are robbed of the opportunity to see him face up against his former team. Yeah, that would be, it would have been a good one, but yeah, it's not going to happen. And so Can we- I don't think I really need to ask who your tip is for that one, but I'm going to anyway. I'm going to go with uh, tough one, South Sydney Rebels. Yeah, going south south as well. So that was the Friday night matchups. Our Saturday will start at the SCG and will be the Sydney Roosters versus the Newcastle Knights. That is a double header with the women's, but we are focusing on the men's. If you want our opinions on the women's, that will be in the episode that came out last night. If you're watching this when it came out, who's lining up for the Roosters? So it's James Sinesco, Daniel Trupo, Billy Smith, Joseph Manu, Paul Momorowski, Sam Walker, Luke Keery, Jared Rhea Hargraves, Connor Watson, Lindsay Collins, Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, Victor Radley, and on the bench, Drew Hutchinson, uh, Fletcher Baker, Nat Butcher, and CEO Sarah Takioho. Yeah, I think it's uh, not too different from the side that we saw in 2021. What are your thoughts no, on No, it's, it, it's not too different. Other than the fact we are seeing Connor Watson back in the Roosters jersey, and that will be great to see. I think that Sam Walker and Luke Keery are actually going to team up for the very first time. They were missing Keery um, pretty much all of last year. And also Lindsay Collins is back, which is yeah, really good addition for them. The Roosters, for me, are a team that will sit in the top four, if not just outside of it, and they're coached by an absolute super coach. So I think we could go through it all day, but each and every one of their players brings something unique, brings something great to the squad, and they've got a great mix of uh, youth and experience. And I think the Roosters are going to yet again be really tough to beat. Yeah, they've been a really reliably good team for the past few years, and I think that's going to continue. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, their lineup is its too good not to be a top four side to me. Exactly. I mean, they narrowly missed out on the top four last season, but yeah, I have no doubt they'll be back there. That's for sure. And so they are matching up against the Newcastle Knights. And what was their side looking like? So they were Caleb Ponga, Dominic Young, Dane Gagger, Bradman Best. And Ari Tuala, Jake Clifford, Adam Clarin, David Clemmer, Chris Randall, Jacob Saifidi, Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Kurt Mann, and on the bench, Phoenix Crossland, Mitchell Barnett, Leo Thompson, and Jira Momosia. So, yeah, that, what do you think of that side in this new season? For me, I think it's been chatted in every NRL forum about, I could speak about the Knights all day. I mean, for me, they're not going to be. Uh, nearly anywhere outside of 15th or 16th this year, anywhere 
above that will be really impressive. I don't know why they let go of Pierce. I think it wasn't a great move. KP could be on the move really early in the season. We don't know yet. They lost Jaden Braley really quickly. It's it's going to be really tough. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say about the Knights other than it's probably a year just to sit back and think, well, we we got to rebuild for next year. We just got to rebuild for the you know years coming. Get some juniors in there, get them playing NRL, and do our best. Yeah, I think the most optimistic thing for the Knights would be if one of their juniors can come out and really show that he belongs in the comp, and that can be Definitely. huge. So yeah, I think with the Roosters, what they should really be hoping for is one or two youngsters to come in, make a name for themselves in this comp, and show that they could be in that side for 2023. I would agree with that. For me, the Knights, um, I, I just... I can't see them getting any type of spine formation. I can't see them getting any type of attacking formation. The only positive thing I can really take out of the Knights is Kalen Ponga, but the news will be all on Kalen Ponga. There's nothing else that will be on the Knights other than Kalen Ponga, and that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and if he does decide to leave, where does that leave the Knights? Like, really, where does it leave them? I mean, they're, if they're a bottom team now and they lose KP, I mean, it's red flags everywhere. Yeah, I think this is really a season of a lot of questions for the Knights. Yeah, well, I yeah, I wish them good luck, but I just, I, I don't think they'll have it. I think I can guess who you're going to pick, but I'll ask you. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Roosters. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, me too. It's just two one side of a matchup, I think. So our second game in our Saturday footy will be heading up to the Sunshine Coast where the Warriors continue to make their home and they'll be facing the St. George Dragons. Who's lining up for the Warriors this weekend? Yeah, so from the back, it's uh, Chanel, Harris-Tavita, Dallin Martin, Zelezniak, Viliami, Vela, Rocco Berry, Marcelo Montoya, Cody Nikarima, Sean Johnson... Adam Flumel, Blake, Wade Egan, Bunty Afoa, Ewan Aitken, Alisi Katoa, Josh Curran, and on the bench, Jez Tavanga, Ben Murdoch, Masela, Aaron Penney, and Bailey Sirenman. So yeah, what do you think of that side? There's been a bit of movement, but not too much. They haven't really been too successful in recent years. Do you think they have enough to turn it around or not really? I think that the Warriors are a very interesting team to me. I think that having Sean Johnson back at the club is going to be invaluable to them. I mean, he's obviously a club legend. He's a league legend. He, he's a really great addition to this side. We're, we're talking about a team that hasn't even played at home for two years. I mean, they've been on the road forever, and it's crazy. It's just crazy to think. So any anything they do this season is just going to be great, and I think everybody's going to going to love them. I think that we'll... We all saw how hard they fought to stay in Australia last year, leaving their family and friends in New Zealand. And um, I think they'll go okay this year. The Warriors don't know if they're a top eight side, but yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I think, you know, in that side, we just read uh, we're still missing Reese Walsh. We'll add a ton to that side. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Warriors. 
Yeah, I think they have definitely improved themselves in a lot of people's opinions in this last year. A lot of people, I think, have taken them on as a bit of a second team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, the Warriors, it's it, it, it's a can't-hate team. It's just there's no reason to. They're, if they can just play expansive, throwing around uh, stuff at footy, just having a bit of fun, pretty much playing the Warriors style, which is backyard footy, it'll be great to watch. And I think that that will be the style that they'll hopefully go with and it'll hopefully win them a lot of games. Yeah, hopefully. And so they will be matching up against the St. George Laura Dragons. And who's in that side? So from the back, it's Tyrell Sloan, Cody Ramsey, Moses Suli, Zach Lomax, Michele Ravalawa, Teltom Amon, Ben Hunt, Blake Laurie, Andrew McCulloch, Aaron Woods, Jack Bird, Jaden Sewer, Jack DeBellin, and on the bench, Moses Zambai, Francis Molo, Josh Kerr, and Jack Koshevsky. See, that side's got a few new faces in it, but is that going to be enough to reach them back up from 11 where they were last year? Yeah, for me, this is a really big year for the Dragons, and I think that they are going to make the eight this year. I know it's it sounds a bit weird, but they, are, I'm I'm really confident in the Dragons. I think Tyrell Sloan's preseason was was really impressive to say the least. I I, I think that Ben Hunt's still in great form. I think that Amon's great. They added in Moses Embai, who's starting on the bench uh, this week. I think they've got some some really handy players there and they're not really going to lose that many players through Origin. And, and I think that, you know, they could potentially go in to, you know, round one with a lot of confidence. I, I would be. I mean, let's be honest, it's not the toughest round one matchups. No offence to the Warriors either. No, it's, it, it's not, but it'll, it'll give us a good indication of where the Dragons are at, hopefully. I think that they can put a lot of points on the scoreboard, and I hope that they do this season. I think in general, though, there's been a lot of good matchups in this first round of teams that we think will be in a similar spot to each other, so we can start to sort out the place. Yeah. I think they're in a really good spot for... I think we've got some really good matchups in this first round. I think there's a lot of teams that are fairly close to each other and where we think they'll be, so we can really separate them early. Yeah, we definitely will. And um, we'll, we'll get to see a lot from the Dragons this round. We'll get a, I get a good uh, indication maybe of their uh, offensive structures and we'll be able to see kind of how all the new players fit in. It'll be interesting to see how Moses Suli fits in, uh, how Jaden Sewer fits in. Yeah, so as I said, I'm I'm not cautiously optimistic. I am optimistic for the Dragons, and I really do think they're going to have a finals berth this year. So I'm taking that as a tip for the Dragons as well? Tip for the Dragons for me. I'll join you on that one. And then we have one last game on the Saturday, which is out to Combank Stadium, where we will watch the West Tigers take on the Melbourne Storm, who have been the machine of the past few years. What is your thoughts about that Tiger side and who's in it? Um, so from the back, it's uh, Dane Laurie, Dave Nofaluma, James Roberts, Oliver Gildart, Ken Mamalo, Jackson Hastings, Luke Brooks, Alex Twall, Jake Skimkin, Stefano Ute Kamano, Kelma Tulangi, Luciana Lelua and Joe Afangawi. On the bench, it's Tyron Peachy, Luke Garner, Zane Mosgrove and Alex Seyfard. For me, 
you know, I obviously haven't said this, but I am a huge Tiger supporter. Black and gold will never fold for me, but it's it's going to be another really rough year for the Tigers. I, I, it's tough being a Tigers fan. I mean, six and seven, Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks. I like Hastings. I, I don't know what to do about Brooks. I think, unfortunately, he was overpaid and really underdelivered. And where we're stuck with, I don't, I can't even explain that situation. It's, I would love that to see them part ways. I think Luke Brooks is a great guy. I think he's done a lot for the club, but I think that we should part ways with him. So thank you for your services. You're no longer needed here. And hopefully he will find a spot somewhere else, which I'm sure he will. And I'll free up a lot of space for the Tigers, but it's it's really tough. And the, the key word for me this season with the Tigers is consistency. If they are just able to be consistent, every Tigers fan will be happy. That's it. I mean, there were games where they were winning and then losing by 60 points last season, not even exaggerating that at all. Dane Laurie at fullback will be great. And um, I think that they have a lot of promise in uh, big Stefano, Utek Kamano, and Tyra Peach is a great addition to the club. But I hear it's tough to go past all these noticeable just holes in their, in their team and their attacking options and their defensive structures, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, I think there is definitely a lot of questions to the Tigers. I would love to see some consistency, but I really think they are going to struggle as they have the past few years. Uh, yeah, I, I, they're going to struggle and they're missing James Tamer. I mean, this whole debacle of absolutely having five captains, it's, it's just ridiculous. They, you need one leader. You need one captain. Uh, who talks to the ref when you have five captains? Are you saying five people can come, uh, you know, shout at the ref? What, 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 what's, the, what's the pecking order there? And then if you say only one of them can, then that person should be captain. Everybody can be a leader on the team. We all know that. So just name one and get it over and done with. It's, it's, it's a very Tigers thing to do. And I... I just, I don't know. I love Madge. I think he's a great coach, but I don't know. He's going to have to do something really magical to turn this team around. Yeah, and so they will be also given a very challenging matchup in the Storm, who I think are probably the team that has the most conversation around them coming into the season. Who's lining up for him? So they're lining up from the back with Ryan Pappenhausen, George Jennings, Remus Smith, Justin Olam, Xavier Coates, Nick Meany, Jerome Hughes, Jesse Bromwich, Brandon Smith, Christian Welch, Belise Kabusi, Kenneth Bromwich, uh, and Josh King. And then on the bench, they have Tyron Wishart, Jaden Nikarima, uh, Trent Loero, and Nelson Asafa Solomona. I think they are definitely a team that has lost quite a lot in this offseason. And I think we've seen them do it before. I think it's just time for the Storm to bring in that next generation of Storm. I mean, the Storm do what the Storm do. I, I could go through their team, another one, team I could go through all day long. You know, Harry Grant isn't there. They slip in Brandon Smith. They're missing a few players, but we're, we're also not seeing a monster there. And then that stuff, and that team was already good. This team is already a great team without Munster, without Grant. And it's, it's just going to go 
better and better and better for the storm this season. I think that unfortunately there were some off-season incidents that don't that are very uncharacteristic to the storm. But I think if there's anybody that's going to deal with them properly, it is Craig Bellamy. And I think they're going to be firing again this year. I think that maybe come the end of the season, they will lose more big names and maybe next season it'll be a different chat. But for me this year, they've still got it. They've still got great depth. They've still got a great squad. And for me, they're, they're minor premier contenders. Yeah, I think absolutely they are. They're one of the best in the comp that have been for a long time now. I think their challenge this season is basically to convince their stars that they should be sticking and buying into the storm rather than going off somewhere that they can have some more individual success. Yeah, well, that's that. That's just it. I mean, you look at their lineup and you think, how are they able to afford this? But the thing is, these a lot of these players are taking unders to to go to the storm because they're almost guaranteed a premiership, and they're almost they're always guaranteed a top eight finish. So it's 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 hard to see even anybody on their bench pretty much walks into a starting lineup at any other club so i I think that it's very positive signs yet again for the storm and i i think that they are you know up there with the panthers the team to beat and especially i think with an entirely new squad of players joining the comp in 2023 it'll be really interesting to see can they keep some people or do people start moving elsewhere? It will be interesting to see who they retain, but for me, as long as they retain Craig Willamy, they'll retain a lot of those players. And I think I do need to ask, who are we tipping? Is it the Storm, or are you going with your heart? Putting me in a bad position here, but if I'm honest, I think it's going to be the Storm, pretty obviously, but I've... In my heart, I have to I have to go with the Tigers, but I know that's not that's not realistic. So I'm gonna go with the storm just so my record isn't too bad this season. Yeah, and I think they are one of the best, they're the best for the reason I'm going storm as well. They know how to win and they can do that well. And so then that brings us to the final day of the weekend, Sunday, where we have two matches where we start at Combank Stadium with the Eels and the Titans, what are your thoughts on that Eels lineup and who is in that starting lineup? So from the back, it's Clint Gutson, Sean Russell, Will Panasini, Wanga Blake, Bayless Simonson, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, Regan Capel Gillard, Reed Marley, Junior Polo, Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali'i, Ryan Madison on the bench, uh, Makshaki Makoto, Oregon Kafusi, Ray Stone, and Jake Arthur. For me, we have been discussing that the eels are this is their window opening but it can close really quickly for the eels if they don't do some incredible retention this year but if we're just talking about this year i mean the trials were very impressive eels fans unfortunately always do get ahead of themselves and they've managed to choke a lot for a very very long time have an incredible premiership drought, but this is, I mean, it's a very really cliche, one of the biggest cliches in rugby league, this is our year, but if I was a Paramount fan, I would be saying that with, with a lot of confidence, this is our year, this is our year to take the fight right to the top. I think anything less of 
than a semi-final. It was a real disappointment for the club this year. So the, the Eels have some really good young talent in in Clint Gutterson, in Dylan Brown, in Mitchell Moses, in Reid Marnie, who are all in, you know, the really early stages of their career. And I think that the Eels, with some good retention, will be the team to to beat in years to come. But, uh, yeah, they are losing Reid Marnie at the end of the year. But for this year alone, I, I really, really think that the Eels are going to go far. And I hope they don't get ahead of themselves. I hope they don't get too cocky and too confident. I hope they play the style of football that they have been in the trials. And I, I really think that the Eels are are a top, you know, actually, I think they'll finish around the, the position mark for me. Yeah, I think the Eels do look like they have a lot of promise, but I think we have been sucked in by promising Eels teams before. I would like to see them not make those same mistakes, but we don't know. That's, yeah, that's for sure. I, I really hope the Eels don't choke this year again. You got to feel for them. It's been a very, very long time, and I just, I hope they don't. And another side that is in desperate need of something promising: the Gold Coast Titans. What do you think of that side, and who do they have for round one? So from the back, there: Jaden Campbell, Philip Sammy, Brian Kelly, Patrick Herbert, Corey Thompson, Alexander Brimson, Toby Sexton, Mo Futieka, Aaron Clark, Isaac Leo. David Fafida, Bo Firma, Tino Fasuwa-Malaawi, and on the bench, Will Smith, Sam Lizone, Jamin uh, Jalofi, and Kevin Proctor. For me, the, the Titans lineup looks a lot better than it has in the past. I think they've, they've been struggling a lot in the halves, but AJ Brimson and um, Toby Sexton are not a terrible combination. For me, a lot of it does rely on their fullback. I mean, Jaden Campbell was an absolute breakout star sensation last year. And I'm hoping that this year will be the same for him. I don't see them getting anywhere near the eight, but I, I really hope that this team can build and, and lead into some great things in the future. Yeah, I think the Titans are a team that needs a lot of promise. They have not had a lot of success in recent years, so it'd be really good to see them have some success. And, uh, uh, there's not much to say about the Titans. I just... I just, I, I hope they can string together some wins and I really hope that they can pull together a really good season and uh, hopefully build towards the future. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that they actually are going to do well this year. I, I don't have very high aspirations for them, but I do think that they will, that they will do a lot better than a lot of people think. And, and I hope that they can recruit well, you know, then in the coming season, I really do. I hope that this club is a club of the future that can make a top eight, but unfortunately I don't think this year is going to be their year. I also think with recruiting, the Eagles is also going to be the challenge of another team in their vague region will be joining with the Dolphins. So it'll be interesting to see how the battle for the Queensland's best players. Yeah, for me, I, I, I never understand that kind of, because when I see Brisbane, you know, Redcliffe or the Gold Coast, I, I pick the Gold Coast. I have been in terms of places that I'd, I'd want to live on from a young guy coming in. So I, I don't know. I just, I think the Titans just need to nail one more recruitment, a big recruit, sorry, add it to Jaden Campbell and, and they have Tino. They can do some, they can do some things in the next few years that will be quite impressive to everyone. So who are you going to take that game? I am going to take the Eels. It's the obvious pick and it's, it's, it's the right pick for this game. 
Yeah, I, I can't disagree there. Me too. So the final game for the round is the North Queensland Cowboys at home, and they will be facing the Wooden Spoon from last year, who were the Bulldogs. What do you think of that North Queensland side? So from the back, they've got Hamisho, Tabifido, Carl Feld, Valentine Holmes, Peter Hiku, Murray Tulangi, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend, Jermaine Towner-Brown, Reese Robson, Cohen Hess, Hylam Lukey, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanny, Jason Taumalolo, and then on the bench, Ruben Cotter, Jordan McLean, Mitchell Dunn, Tom Gilbert. They were missing in the trial of Jason Taumalolo, the Cowboys, and he is their, their main superstar. I do think that all the talk about the Cowboys, you know, not having a great year is correct, but the lineup for me is not that bad. It, it, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. I think that the hammer, Tabus, Tabio Fido is great. I, I don't mind the addition of uh, Chad Townsend. I, uh, I still think Jason Tamalolo will come out firing this season. I, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to make the eight or anywhere near it, but I, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. Yeah, it, it is going to be a, a rough year for the Cowboys, I think. Yeah, I think they have a long uphill battle ahead of them. A very new look for the Bulldogs. Who's in outside? So the Bulldogs start with Matt Dufty, Jaden Ockenbaugh, Braden Burns, Brent Naden, Josh Adokar, Matt Burton, Jake Averillo, Luke Thompson, Jeremy Marshall King, Paul Vaughan, Jack Hetherington, Tavita Panga Jr. and Josh Jackson. On the bench, they have Bailey, Bindio Odo, Corey Woodell, Max King and Chris Paxlow. So is that six new names in, that start, in the starters plus one on the bench? I, th- I think it's about that. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be weird. I mean, everybody looks at the dogs line up now and goes, wow, that's a much, much better team. But the trials didn't show that. Yes, we're, we're talking about trials here. It's only a trial. We'll put out that disclaimer, but it, the Bulldogs have to win and they have to win well. I think that Matt Dufty has been an absolutely great addition to the team. I think that Josh Adokar is a great addition to the team. Matt Burton, uh, you know, Tavita Pango Jr. It's it's a really strong side. And I don't know if they can make the eight this year. I, I don't see them doing so. But they have a team that I think can challenge a lot of the contenders in this league. Should they just keep their head down, do their work, and not get too ahead of themselves with a great offseason purchases? Yeah, I think they've brought in a ton of new talent. I think they've got a lot of promise. It's just a matter of building a system out of that talent. Yeah, it's going to be, it's always hard with new players, especially in key positions, halfback, fullback, to, to really get offensive structures correct. They'll need a lot of leadership. They'll need a lot of experience. They'll need, I, I think for me, what they really need is for one person in that team to throw their hand up and, and, and say, I'm the leader, I'm going to take charge. I know that Josh Jackson would naturally come to mind, but I'm hoping Matt Burton does chuck his hand up and say, you know, I've come here on big money. I've come here with a, with a lot of wraps on me. I'm going to be the guy for the future. I'm going to chuck my hand up, leave this Bulldogs squad around, and, and we're going to start playing some good footy and start challenging people. Yeah, I think it's hard to get worse than last year. In fact, it's impossible, but I think there is definitely a lot more upside to them. 
Yeah, for sure. When you've hit rock bottom, the only way is up. So for them, hopefully it's it's a lot better season. And so final tip of the week? I'm going to go with the dogs on this one. Yeah, I think I have to too. If everything works out, they look like a decent team. Cowboys could get a win if the dogs don't figure things out and build that system on one week one. Yeah, that, that that's definitely, I hope they're... The dogs have to win and they have to win well, as I said. So, yeah, what do you think of this round in general? Do you have any closing comments? I'm just glad to have footy back in all honesty. I think there's some great matchups this weekend. I think they're going to see a lot. It's going to be great to have real fans back at the game. It'll be a really good round. It'll be a great round of footy. And no matter what happens, again, great to have footy back. I think that a lot of teams have a lot to prove. And I think that Wayne Bennett always talks about this motto of doesn't matter how you start it matters how you finish but that's for his teams it's not always for every team for a lot of the teams it's about how you start you have to come out firing you have to come out with a win and you have to prove why you're a contender you have to prove why you're not a bottom feeder club so I hope that all teams come out firing this weekend with some great matchups and come this time next week we'll we'll be wrong on a lot of our tips and there'll be a lot of things happening. Yeah, I think I just want some good footy. It's that simple. So thank you so much for joining me today. And so thank you so much, Elliot, for joining me today. How can people find you on social media? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at Elliot underscore Vesely. So that's E-L-L-I-O-T underscore V-E-S-E-L-Y. And you can find me at underscore Jessica Ross on Twitter. That is at underscore J-E-S-S-I-K-A-R-O-S-S. And the podcast is also on both Twitter and Instagram at Mates of Origin. We are part of the Edge of the Crowd Network and you can find our rugby league stories of both Elliot and I, as well as a ton of other sport content and culture content on edgeofthecrowd.com and on social media at Edge of the Crowd. We've had a great time tonight and we will be back next week talking about both this and the Women's Premiership. So please feel free to listen to our past episodes, future episodes if they're up and any other podcasts we have on this network.